As I said, we have an announcement. Oh, <clears throat> but before before I make the announcement, I just want to give a little bit of background, and um, then we're going to show a short video, and then the kids can go out. So, <clears throat> to start with, Luke four eighteen and nineteen has become a real catch cry of our community. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I truly believe that that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me and upon you and upon you and upon you. And it's there for a reason. It's not just so that we get goosebumps. It's not so that we feel good. It's actually for a sense of empowerment. Acts eight says that the Holy Spirit comes upon us and when that happens, we will be witnesses. Okay? And not Jehovah Witnesses but witnesses to Jehovah and his glory and his power. Okay? So, <clears throat> Sean spoke a couple of weeks ago on the favour of God. And I also announced on that day that I was believing for an incredible breakthrough <laughs> and was hoping to make it public today. Well, the good news is I'm going to do that. And I'm absolutely overjoyed at what God has done through a man who is not even an active believer. Ha-ha. Favour of God, as Sean said last uh, two weeks ago, that Jesus grew in favour. He grew in favour with God. He grew in favour with man. And he grew in statute. And just what has happened is incredible. So I'm going to backtrack to just before Christmas. Don't you just love it? Are you on the edge of your seat? Fantastic. That's how we like to roll here. Just before Christmas, I was at work and the guy that I work for... um. He pulled me aside and he said, Mal, are you guys still doing the Christmas lunch? I said, yeah. He said, would I be able to come to that and would I be able to bring my kids? I said, yeah, sure. He said, and do you do a church service like on Christmas Day? And I said, yeah. And so he said, I'd like to bring the kids to that too. Because one thing that so many people understand is that kids need religion. True? Kids need religion. Not really. They need Jesus. So anyway, this guy, he came, he, him and his family came to set free care to the Christmas lunch. And he also came to our Christmas Day service here. Now, a week after that, I'm at work and he, he comes up to me and he says, Mal, 
Um, that Christmas lunch was fantastic. That place where you do the Christmas lunch, is that yours? I said, no. No, we actually, we lease that once, one day a week. And he said, so where we had church, is that place yours? I said, yes. Yes, we, that's where our church meets. And he said, so the church and set free care is separate. And I said, yes and no. Anyway, after a, a heap of talking, he said, he actually came back to me the next week and he said, so Mal, I don't understand this. You, you, your church meets out at Narang and set free care meets at Southport. But you don't own Southport and you own Narang, but Narang, you don't get many homeless and needy people coming. You've got them coming to Southport. And he said, it just doesn't compute to me. And so I explained the background to him and he said, actually it was another week went past, I think, and then the next week he, he comes up and he says, um, he calls me in and he sits me down and he says, so Mal... You meet in Southport for set free care. You've got your church in Narang. Why don't you do that together? And I said, we would if we could. And he said, so what's the problem? And I said, the problem is Narang, the, situ the, the location, we don't get the walk-ins. We don't get the, it's not the area for people to get to. And to get there, you've actually got to have a vehicle. And I said, so Southport, people were easily accessible. So anyway, he says, so what you need is a building in Southport. And I said, mate, yes. Essentially, yes. I've been looking. Anyway, he said, um, well, if I bought you a building... Would that help? I, I thought about it and I said, Tony, no. I said, yes. That would help us immensely. So anyway, he said, well, <clears throat> start looking for a building. And he said, um, it won't be yours, it'll be mine. But what we'll do is, when we get it, we'll just... Um, you pay land tax, the rates, um, insurance, plus one dollar, and we'll sign a 20 year lease and, and, um, and you can, you can have it for as long as you want. So, we started looking. Now, that's a generous offer, isn't it? We started looking in Southport. Do you think I could find a building? Initially, he said, buy the Baptist church. We bowled the ball at the Baptist church. Um, they, they wanted to, um, they wanted a three year transition. And, um, and we just thought, no, nah, that's not going to work for us. I looked at a, a couple of buildings, all out of our price range. And, um, this guy, he, he went and had a look at a couple and he said, Mal, what we need to do is we need to just rein in this price. And to give you a bit of a, a, a direction as to what you're looking for. And he said, so we'll, we'll probably, if, if we say around two mil. 
And so we're thinking, yeah, beauty. Two mil, that's a generous sum. But when you're looking for real estate in Southport, it's almost like it's not generous enough. And we were going for a real struggle. But out of the blue, I got a text message about a particular building in Southport. I finished work on a Friday afternoon. That's the day that I got the text message. And I thought, I'll just go for a drive by and and have a look. Well, I drive by and lo and behold, the real estate agent is there open for inspection. I walk in and from the store, from the road front, I thought, ah, this is a dive. I walk in and I could not believe my eyes. The, The potential that it has is amazing. Now, Let's just show that video. There we go. How amazing is that? <clears throat> now it went to it went to auction last week, and um, I got a phone call from Tony. And in the in the build up to this, I actually had to make sure that. Everything fitted, um, all, that we met all the zoning um, restrictions and so forth. And initially, we were looking at a, a, a place of worship, and um, and we we realised that it's probably not big enough for both the church and set free care to operate out of that building. Um, and so, what we've decided to do, the ch- our community has a home here. But Set Free Care has not had a home. And so Set Free Care really belongs in Southport to be um, to have that uh, access and that influence and impact on our um, community. So as we began to look into it, I found out that if I zoned it as a community centre, we were able to jump through or or we were exempt from all these hoops that we had to jump through. And so what we've done is we've, I I engaged the town planner. He said, yep, not a problem. You meet all the requirements. We've actually got the okay from the council to go ahead with it as well. And on Thursday, my boss rings me up and he says, geez, mate, I hope you want to do this community centre. We just got the building. (laughs) So settlement is in three months' time. And one of the first things that we want to do there is actually dedicate it. So that will be the first um, thing that we do. We we want to actually get there. Once we get the keys, we want to have a... Uh, a dedication time in there and just dedicate it to the glory of Jesus. And um, so, yeah. So we we are in business again. And so, you know, this, this allows us to do more than just one day a week with Set Free Care. Um, we can have our op shop again. We can have a drop-in centre. Um, what else? Should you tell me? Oh, didn't I tell you where it is? It's in Southport. 
So the address is 21 Rawlins Street. It's actually a stone's throw from Fairhaven or Turning Point. It's a stone's throw from uh, Community Corrections. It's a stone's throw from Legal Aid and the Courthouse. It is just... and walking distance to the tram. So, um, And the good thing is we don't have to provide any parking. Um, we can just go ahead and go berserk. But there is parking. Okay? Something that I've been saying, and, and you know... <clears throat> I've been saying for a long time, we are on the cusp of something. And you know, this is just one aspect of breakthrough. Actually, this is just a tiny aspect of breakthrough. Because I, I actually believe that the breakthrough that we are going to see is just going to be exponential. From the perspective, not only of, of buildings, but influence, of advancing the kingdom, and that is our heart. Okay, that our our um, basically our mission statement for our community is a place to belong, to become disciples of Jesus, and transform our world. And you know, this step helps us to just take one huge leap towards that. Um, and so. We're going to call it Set Free Care Community Hub. And, and it's going to be a place of where people can come um, and actually get assistance, good assistance, a hand up, not just a hand out. And, um, and so I am just incredibly challenged I'm incredibly challenged what has taken place with the building. And it provokes me. It provokes me more and more to be just sold out for Jesus. To be a landing strip. More than that. To be an influencer when it comes to walking in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. To activate more the anointing that the Holy Spirit has given to me and given to you. Today is Pentecost Sunday. The day that the Holy Spirit was poured out. He's given us all manner of gifts. He's empowered us to be witnesses, to be an impact on this planet. And my hope today is that what has, what has taken place is just part of the step that would also begin to ignite you, that would inspire you that, yeah, God's on our God's on our team. The favor of God is just waiting to be activated in your life. I want to become desperate for a greater manifestation of the hope that is in us. 
Hebrews 11.1, 1, For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One of the things that we've been doing over the last, well, ever, ever since 2012 when we actually lost the, the basketball center, the thing that we've been doing actively is standing, decreeing, believing, being a good steward of what God has given to us. We've had restrictions in that, but it has not stopped us. And even, even in, in, in what we've, the little that we've been doing on a Thursday, um, has actually expanded us into several other avenues of where we can have impact. And that's, that's about to go a whole new level. We've been faithful in ministering to the brokenhearted, the poor and the oppressed. We have sought after the presence and desired to minister in the power of God. We've continued to step out. See, see there's, there's an aspect of empowering that we need to lay hold of. And that is, is this. You don't need to be empowered if you're not going to use what God has given to you. If you're not going to use what you already have, do you think God would want to invest more in you? And it's not about performance. It's not about performance. It's about being obedient to the, the calling, to the, the purpose, the destiny that God has called you to. Being a faithful steward. There's a great analogy of um, economy. I believe that the church has become too conservative in ministering the power that God has truly given to us. And the analogy that I saw to, to actually bring this home is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, a freak when it comes to wanting to improve things. Of, of wanting to increase economy, especially in the vehicles that I drive. And so here's a great analogy. What is the most economical car? The most economical car is the one that is actually parked in the garage. It doesn't use any fuel. It doesn't wear the tires out. But unfortunately... This also is a bit of a representation of the, the church. The church has become very economical in ministering of, of power, in ministering of anointing. And I believe that, if anything, you're like me, you want to see a change in that, of where we get prepared to put the, put the pedal down. 
The reason that God gives us the Holy Spirit is not for our entertainment. It's not for a feel-good experience. It's actually for function. He wants us to function as he did in his kingdom. Luke 4.18 again. Jesus read from the passage in Isaiah speaking of of, of himself. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because... Because if the Spirit of the Lord God is upon you, it's because. If the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, it's because. It's because he wants to use us somewhere. The Spirit was on God, on on Jesus, because he had a cause. And... To be honest, I don't think we should be any different to Jesus. We should have a cause as well. The Spirit is upon us because we have a cause. If you don't pursue a cause, you won't have use for an anointing. If we're not going to do anything with that anointing, then it's a little ambiguous that we should expect God to continue to outpour his spirit upon us. God anoints his purpose. So the Christian walk has to be more than just coming to church. It's actually more about being the church. Of where cities can be impacted. If we would just take that faith outside these four walls. And you know what? I want to applaud this body of believers because I believe you do. You're not restricted to just a a Sunday expression of your faith so many people in this um, in this body are active in the community active in ministry neighborhoods can be affected if we're prepared to proclaim the good news where it's more than just preaching from a lectern or a barrel. It's actually carrying something. It's interesting, I, I was told just recently about you know, the, the things that we carry. There's a, there's a Bob Mumford phrase, and he says this, <clears throat> we don't carry what we say we carry. We carry what we carry. You can say that you know, you're the answer to so many things, but if you're not being the answer, then you're not being the answer. You carry what you have. 
And so the, the, the challenge that I, I believe that we need to step into is, what does God say we are? Who does God say we are? And begin to step into that and, and, and carry it. Why was the Son of God manifest? To destroy the works of the evil one. We all have been assigned a purpose, a destiny. The Bible's very clear that God has plans to prosper us and give us hope and a future. But that all fits into the greater purpose of what God is about. Jesus' purpose was to reveal the Father. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to represent Jesus. How does he do that? He does that through the believer. See, in Jesus' day, there was one Son of God. Today, there are many sons of God, sons and daughters of God, because of the Holy Spirit. So we should be seeing much, much more than what Jesus operated in, because the sons of God have been multiplied in the, in the earth. And actually, all creation groans for the revealing of the sons of God. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. You know, when, when Ben got up here over, over communion, you know, a lot of the things that he was talking about is really pertinent. Yeah, we, we have troubles, we have problems. But God works it all for good. I actually want to call on Winnie to come up and, and just share a bit of her journey. Um, because here is a lady who has actually stepped in to purpose, to destiny, and in many ways the her background and her past could loom very high on her horizon to actually disqualify her. But Jesus, over to you. Thanks, Mal. Um, I'm so excited about what God has started to do with Set Free Care. Um, and even in my life more and more this year. But the favour of God um, on Set Free Care and through Set Free Care is just amazing. Um, I came to Set Free Care, I started coming to Set Free Church and then started getting involved in Set Free Care and for many of you have probably heard, I was really not interested in looking at anyone, being involved, talking to anyone and slowly as I worked through my pain and that I started to see that church and Set Free Care was a place of hope and it was a place of unconditional love and it was the unconditional Father's heart that I really got to see and experience and now I have the opportunity to share with others. Yeah, I mean, Set Free Care is so much more than 
the food. <laughs> it's so much more than the food parcels. Um, this is a video I actually made up just of different photos that we've collect, I've collected and people have sent to me just over the last probably year. And it really just reminded me as I was going through them and putting them together, there really is so much more to set free care than the food, than the food parcels, than the free stuff we give out. We give out kilos and kilos of free bread every week. We also, I also give out food parcels, a free food, a couple of food, free food parcels a week as well. Plus we have a small charge for other ones, but it's more than that. It's a place where we see people like myself who come in so broken and so hurt and so disillusioned at what is available and if there is anything available. And through relationship and through encouragement and building friendships, we, we, are, we have the opportunity to show them God's Father heart and to even lead them to that heart and to show them that there is a possibility of not just a relationship with God but also more and abundant life and, and not just financially abundant but, I mean... The relationships I've made inside Set Free Care and in, in church through being able to have the opportunity to serve is just amazing. It's life-changing in so many ways. And as we move forward with Set Free Care, that's what I want to do. I want to build on what we've got and I want to take it with Mao further. And, you know, just, I mean, just this year I started working with doing stuff with Sean with his housing job and learning about that. And I've already taken one lady through the process of that. And just little things like that, I was sort of like, oh, God, this is weird. Like, why am I doing this? And now over the last few weeks I sort of went, oh, that's why I'm doing this. And, you know, it just, it's, it's such an opportunity. It's such a, it's so amazing. And just the things that we're bouncing around and the ideas and, yeah, it's it's mind blowing. It's to go from one day a week to and leasing a building to having our own and having the opportunities that are available with that. You know, from drop in centre coffee afternoon to breakfast programs to lunch programs to training to learning coping skills to counselling to all with the father's heart ingrained in it. And I mean, there are so many stories. Mal and I could probably spend a whole sermon up here just sharing stories of people's lives who have been changed through set free care and through the father's heart that being shown. I mean, Terry's another one. It's just, yeah, we, we seriously could just stand here and tell you story after story, but it's, it's amazing. So I'm going to hand back to Mal and yeah, thank you. So just, just to give a little bit of an indication of, of what has taken place, for the month of May, Set Free Care distributed 156 food parcels, feeding 236 adults and 155 children through those food parcels. Approximately 70 meals a week Served each Thursday. Now, before we went, before we moved to the Baptist Church, while we were at the basketball centre, we used to feed 200 people every week, twice a week. And and what this does, moving back into the CBD, it actually brings all of that. Um, the fact that we can actually be a hub of where people can access and, um, and and readily get to us. So one of my questions today is what's your purpose? 
You know, I'm not saying that we've all got to get involved in set-free care. That's not it. You know, there, was, there are so many other ministries that are just vibrant and, and so powerful that we can get involved in. What's your purpose? It all begins with re-presenting Jesus through you. You are the representation of Jesus Christ to this planet. Each one of us is. When we walk in God's purpose, he gives favour. Joseph knew all about that. There was process to that purpose. And every time we hear that um, you know, when, when Joseph was met with a, a, an incredible detour, there's this resounding thing that he continued to grow in favour. And I believe that that's God's heart for us. Undeserved favour. God does not anoint laziness nor selfishness. God anoints purpose. God anoints people for a cause. His power for his purpose. I strongly believe that if you step in to God's purpose for your life, that he will empower you to that cause. You know, for, for, for many people standing on the sidelines looking at the way that the church operates, you could actually be mistaken that we believe that God serves us. That we do, we do things because God is serving us. Now, part of that is correct, but it's not the motivating factor. Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you be the servant of all. And so that's, that's the servant heart of, of our God, who longs to serve us in valuable relationship. But it begins to go wrong when we come to God with shopping lists and demands. Decreeing and believing is a little bit different to naming and claiming. And so we need to be prepared to, to serve God, not expect that he would serve us. We so often want the easy fix. I've recognized that as human beings, we avoid trouble, don't we? We avoid it like the plague. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be um, in, in conflict. Yet it's in the troubles that God is an ever-present help. 
Maybe the troubles that we have are an opportunity for us to actually experience his goodness. Maybe the troubles that we see other people in is just an opportunity of where we can represent Jesus to them in their trouble. Just suppose that some of the troubles that we're facing, I'm not saying that God sends us troubles, but he definitely allows us to experience it. And there's this incredible process that as we work through it and walk through it, that we actually get equipped. We get, we, we get equipped in the trouble to actually be a servant to someone else who might go through it a bit later than us. And how good would it be that we actually draw on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to operate supernaturally in helping people through their troubles? I believe that that's why God empowers us, why God anoints us. And as we do that, we become his witness we become his reflection. We represent Jesus to a world that is lost. That is lost in its selfishness, in its self-absorption, in its, in its desire for pleasure. I believe that we are equipped as we navigate through the stuff that we go through to bring others into freedom. Suppose God sets us up to be a deliverer in amongst all of that trouble, a deliverer of his love and forgiveness to someone who has a massive problem with God. I, I encounter it all the time at Set Free Care. People have this perverted concept of God that he is a judge, that he is just waiting for us to mess up so that he can belt us over the back of the head. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God I have a relationship with. The God that I have encountered is kind. It's the kindness of God that leads us to a place of where we change our mind about how we're going to live our life. So part of making this announcement today is, one, I want to encourage you that God is faithful. Do not give up on the, on the dreams, on the hopes that you have and, and what you believe that God has told you to do. Who God has told you to be. Continue to walk towards that. I'm excited because Set Free Care Community Hub is a place where we can actually get involved in of where we can refer people, we can send people, we can take people. We can even go there ourselves and, and 
and have that opportunity to outwork. We've got three months till settlement. And then the work begins. It is, it is exciting. I, I actually, I'm buzzing. I want to, I want to get in there and, and just start making this place ready. Knocking things down. Teach people a whole new concept of workplace health and safety. Don't be afraid. No one's died yet. Yep, we've come close, but. So in closing today, I, I want to um, I want to do just a couple of things. One, I want to encourage you towards not giving up on what God has told you. Not giving up on walking towards your purpose and your destiny, your cause. And if you don't know what that is as yet, then can I encourage you? Begin to search for it. Begin to seek for it. Get around people that are, are doing what you want to do. Because more is caught than taught. Decide or, or walk towards your purpose and your destiny. Begin to ask God how you might be able to get involved. Now, absolutely no guilt or condemnation if you don't want to get involved. Not a problem at all. Because I've, I've recognized that people have giftings and, and, um, if, if they're using those giftings or, or if they're getting sidetracked in their giftings, that's just as big a, a, a problem as, as someone saying that they're, they're good at something that's not good. So find your gift and, and, and utilize it. Um, three months till settlement, we've got a huge job ahead of us. We want to um, set up a, a commercial kitchen in there. Um, we need to knock some walls out. Um, heaps of stuff. We're in June. June is the last month of the current financial year. It's a great opportunity to put your tax dollars to work. And you don't have to wait long to get a return on it. But that's not the motivation. Set Free Care is a not-for-profit, DGR, all of the above. And so if you're, if you're paying big tax dollars, you can actually see some of that tax dollars go to effective work for advancing the kingdom. And so all gifts over $2 are tax deductible. So just think about that as you 
as you close out the year. And thirdly, just decide to help out wherever you can as, as we prepare it. Because I tell you what, one of the things that we're really um, passionate about here is, is building relationships. There is nothing like working together, build relationship. Paint. You want to paint. You want to paint. That's safe. But if you want to live on the edge, come and work with me. So let me finish with this. Isaiah 40. 28 to 30. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I believe that we have been waiting on the Lord patiently, not sitting back twiddling our thumbs. We have been waiting continuing to exercise faith, continuing to decree, continuing to be good stewards. That waiting is actually an important process in the journey of where we're about to just take off now. And it's not that we're going to run ahead of God. No way. But it's a, it's a time where we begin to fly. And I, I believe that it's, it's, you know, this is not just set free care. This is our community as well. This is the body of Christ. And so one of our passions is to see unity in the body of Christ across this city. And so this is, this is just a, a, a kingdom avenue of where we can just begin to launch okay god bless you let's put the belly on give glory to jesus yeah